you know, those services, we don't want to take them for granted, you know, those prophetic services. I think it's an opportunity for, uh, for each one of us to really speak God's words. You know, make a share last week and the week before um, about how God speaks to each one of us. You know, the Bible clearly said that as a born again, this is one of the gifts that's given to us to be able to prophesy, you know, for edification, comfort. And as I shared the word this morning, and we're going to a time of ministration a bit later on, just really give the opportunity for anyone who has a word to really, you know, be bold. I remember my early days when um, the dear Pastor Joseph was speaking to me and Called me, I've been called to be a prophet to the nation. My leg was shaking, really shaking. I used to receive a lot of visions and, and words, and I was so scared to come and share them. And uh, I got rebuked, rebuked by the Holy Spirit about not being able to share those words. And I want to really encourage you this morning, as you're here and those online as well, if you have a word. You know, speak to Pastor Mekau, Pastor Nicholas, you know, to give you the uh, go-ahead and come and share the word. Uh, it's significant that word can be. It is very significant to the person who receives it. And uh, I had a word, got a word for the week to share, and then the word evaporated from my mind. And I went to sleep and I was ready to wake up at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning to hear what the Lord had to say to me. And I don't know what happened, but uh, the time that I woke up was 5.23. And I thought, Lord, what's happening here? 5.23. With no word to come here to share to you guys. And I was sharing this to Mecca last week as we met together and said, the way the Lord works with me, it can be quite scary. So I'm coming and sharing the word and people say, oh, what words? But little did you know that I was scared because sometimes I don't get a word until an hour or two hours before I come and share it. This is how God wants to use me. So I begin to get used to this, uh, to this thing. So 523, I woke up. I'm looking, we got prayer and I'm thinking, Okay, so we go to pray, and I said, no, I need to sit down. And as I was sitting down and put some worship on and start praying, the Lord is beginning to speak to me about what he wants me to speak to, which is quite interesting. It is in relation to where we're going for at the moment. And I call the start to the new wind skin, the wine skin, sorry, my apologies. So I am going to share this prophetic word that I believe the Lord has spoken to me this morning. And if he permits... I want to try to prophesy on as many people I can possibly can as well. And also, one of the things that the Lord asked me to do, and we got the oil here ready, is to really pray for those who are sick or have a illness. And I want to invite Pastor Mecca, Pastor Nikki, to pray as well, to lay hand on those people today, to anoint them with oil. I truly believe the Lord wants to do something specific today. But you know what? There's a condition to this. God is ready to heal. God is ready to do whatever he has in his plan to do. But we need to play our part. 
we need to be ready to receive it. You know, what I realize with God, God, when God speaks a prophetic word, there's always a condition. If I look at Abraham, Abraham was given a word, a specific word, that God was going to make him a nation. Out of his seed, millions and millions of people come out of him. That there was a condition. The condition was for him to leave where he was to go to where God was sending him. And the second condition was to believe what God was going to do. And we know that Abraham was quite very old and Sarah as well. And I spoke a few weeks ago about Noah. Noah was given a prophetic word about a coming flood. But there was a condition for him to escape it. He needed to build the ark. No, God didn't build the ark. Noah built the ark. You see, God do his part, but we also need to do our part. Very, very important. As the Lord was speaking to me this morning about Noah and giving him this wonderful prophetic word, telling him, be ready. I am going to destroy this nation. I need you to build the ark. I didn't see God build the ark for Noah. Noah has to build the ark with no knowledge, no understanding. All he had, it was instruction, specific instruction from the Lord to build the ark. So as we receive a prophetic word this morning, is my nephew crying. As we receive a prophetic word this morning, I want us to not only just hear the word, I want us to receive the word and pray into the word. I believe that we have received many, many prophetic words that haven't come to pass. And one of the reasons we haven't seen the manifestation of those, this word is because we haven't prayed to this, this prophetic word. Listen, I am guilty. I used to receive, you know, Nikki, that's when I came to the church where Prophet Tano used to come. The first time I met Prophet Tano, the first word he gave it to me, no, listen, that was a word that I cannot forget. It's, still, it's written on a piece of paper. The word hasn't come to pass because I haven't really prayed properly into this, but I begin to pray into it. But this word was very specific. My name was mentioned. My uh, uh, nationality was mentioned. And at the time, I just joined the church. I was a newbie, as we call it. I was a new, you know, person. I just didn't know what prophetic was until Prophetano spoke that word. And then we received many other prophetic words as well. And what I realize is that sometimes when God gives you a word, you've got to pray that word out. If you sit on a word, it's not going to come to pass. There's always a condition with God's blessing. Always. Always a condition. So I want to ask you this question today. Who wants to do kingdom business? Raise your hand if you want to. If you don't want to, you don't have to raise your hand. But who wants to do God's business? I want to do it. I want to do God's business. Whatever he asks me to do, I want to do it. Now, let me say something. If you were after the service, you know, we'll finish about 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock, you hear your, your phone ping, and you see on your phone, your bank say, you receive one million. One million. What is the first thing that you are going to do with it? Be honest. Nobody wants to answer that one. Huh? 
tithe. Good. Spiritual lady, tithe. So, tithe as well. Pastor, what's the first thing? After tithing. Hmm? Give someone. You see, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to be honest. Here in the house of God, the first thing we're going to do is tithe. Because we know about it. But let's, after tithing, there's desire of the flesh. You know? There's some of us that want a house. You won't even wait the service finish, you know? Food is waiting. It's after 12 o'clock. I need to go to the estate agent. And you go and pick up your house. And then here we go. Other people, maybe they want a car. Don't know. Maybe the car that they're driving at the moment. Listen, my friend Jay, you need a nice car, you know? You got too many children now. They need to fit in that car. You know, so you need that. Other people need to pay the debt. You see, so those are the natural things that we want to do. And we have to be honest with ourselves. None of us speaking about God's kingdom here. Not yet. After you pay your thing, then you're looking at, oh, you know, this, we need a building. And now you go and purchase the building. But the first thing that you're going to be thinking about is what you need. What you need after the tithe. We've got to be honest. The first thing I'm going to do, pay my tithe, pay some offering, and go buy a house straight away. I'm honest. Mommy said no. Hmm? No. Okay. We, 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 we've gone. We need marriage counseling. We need to go and have a conversation here together. The truth is, we need to put God's kingdom before. You know, there's a scripture that Master and I really love that scripture. And then also, Pastor Nikki and Pastor Mecca keep quoting that scripture to us. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And I'm not bringing the rest of it and all righteousness shall be added and all things shall be added into you because we know. The first point that God said, seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness. The truth is, if you receive that million, the first thing that you need to do is give thanks to God. That is the first primary thing that you need to do. You give thanks to God. Then, as you give thanks to God, you pay your tithe. That's good. And then you go in the closet and you pray and you ask daddy, what do you want me to do with this? That's what you do. And that's what master said, no, because that's what we will do. That's the first thing to do. Go in that closet and ask the Lord what you want me to do for your kingdom. Second question, what is the first thing you will do if God anoints you with the gift of healing? What would you do with it? My brother, Nikki, Pastor Nicholas, the evangelist, he'd be out there laying a hand on people, casting out demons, people recover. That's his ministry. But what about us? We're not like Pastor Nick. Nikki's got ministry, but we've got different types. What about in your workplace, for example? Somebody is talking to you and say, I've been diagnosed with cancer and I don't know what to do. I've done the chemo's not working. I've tried everything and it's not working. And you know God has anointed you with a gift of healing. The first thing you've got to do is 
forget about what people said about not praying in the house. Do you want me to pray for you? And, you know, when people are sick and here, they're desperate for anything. They are desperate for anything. So they will take the prayer. And as you lay your hand on that person, you can feel the heat coming out of your hand and administer power and healing in that person. The next day she go to the doctor. They're looking at her and they say, what happened? And then she knows somebody, this, 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 pray for me at work. The next minute you get a phone call from that person. What did you do? Some people will say, yeah, God I gave me power. And use that, you know, I got the power to heal. But us as believers, we've got to give glory again to God. He's the glory of everything. And he's going to use us, us, and I say us, to change the world. This week we'll be spending time praying and fasting. And the title that we've been fasting and praying for is a call to become new wine skin. And I was very encouraged, very inspired, and the Lord has really spoken to me this week. I didn't join every single day and every morning and evening, but I tried to join as many mornings and evenings that I could join it. And there is a God's calling upon us at the moment. He's calling each one of us back to him. The primary in our hearts, everything about us has to be about the kingdom of God. And I pray that as we're beginning to enter this season, that we are, we are in a transitioning season, but I wear in this season of prayer and fasting. The fasting finished today, but we need to continue fasting for ourselves. We need to continue to cry out for God's kingdom because the world has changed. I'm not saying it's changing, it has changed. There are things now that are taking place before our eyes that we wouldn't have thought it would. Never in a lifetime I thought the world would be so different. There's such a gulf between the kingdom of God and the world these days. In the 1950s, 60s, a lot of the country were built on Christian values. And you could see it. You could see it in our schools. You could see it in our Laws, you could see in politics, everywhere in society you could see it. But every year, every month, every wings, it's been taken away. Christian values has been taken away from us. One at a time. And we're now in 2023. And what we are seeing now is disgusting in God's eyes. And I'm telling you this. Where God sees the world, it is disgusting about it. Where God see his church is crying out for us people of God to go back to him. We need to spend more time praying for the kingdom of God. We need to pray for needs. I completely agree with that. But we also need to pray for the kingdom of God. We need to pray for our streets to be changed. Our neighbors to be changed. Our neighbors to be impacted. Sometimes you don't have to be a pastor running a thousand, a church of a thousand, two thousand people. Your next door neighbor needs Christ. Your next door neighbor needs Christ. And yes, you can't just go and knock on the door and just do, you need Christ. You can't. You need the Holy Spirit intervention and guidance. And for that, you need to pray. 
You need to pray for your neighbor. We're not asking you to pray for 20,000 people. We're just asking you to pray for one person. I need to pray for my next-door neighbor called Chris. She's a lovely lady. Very nosy, but I think she's, she's a blessing. Because she's so nosy, she knows exactly what's going on on the street. So she would go on the door. And she called me Michael. And I'm not going to tell her my name is Jean-Marc. Because I tried at the beginning. It hasn't been working. We've been there for five years. So I let her call me Michael. Maybe she thinks I'm like the archangels. I don't know. I let him call him Michael. So she knocked on the door and said, Michael? I said, yes. How are you doing? So okay. And then she telling me, the, give me the, all the lowdown of what's been taking place on the street. She can be at times very nosy. But it helps. But I need to pray for her. Because when she was sick, she was having an issue. She came to Marcia. And she asked Marcia to pray for her. So Marcia prayed for her. And she felt much better. Much better. So we need to do that. See, I believe the Lord is calling us for a season of prayer and fasting. Isaiah 43, 19 says this. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in a wilderness and rebirth in a desert. The thing that God is doing is a spiritual things. He's preparing us for battle and he wants us to equip us for two specific reasons. This is what the Lord said to me. Number one, to be ready for the great deception that is coming in this world. Number two, to be ready for the harvest that God will bring to us. Those are the two things that God is preparing us at the moment. There is a great deception on this earth coming. Well, we've, we haven't seen anything yet. The way the world is going to be deceived. If we are not rooted in the word of God, in prayer and fasting, we are going to follow them. You know, in the book of Revelation chapter 3, the last church, the Laodicean church, had a real measure, measure, measure issue. They were called the Laodicean for a reason. It wasn't God's church. The Holy Spirit wasn't in that church anymore. And they were focusing on the things of the world. They were not compromised. They were actually in the ways of the world. So everything that they were seeking, people they were seeking, everything was an entertainment. The church became the church of entertainment. And when you look at today, there are many churches today that left God at the door, that left the Holy Spirit. The world will follow deception. They have no choice. But the believers that are not rooted in the word of God will follow deception. You will find out that legalism will become a part of our church. The thing that God said, don't do it, we will do it because we need to legalize and we need to show that things are possible. Even God said, no, don't do it. You know, I was uh, sharing in South Woodford a few weeks ago. And I was sharing about something that people did not understand or they kind of understood it. Do you know that? God forbid us to put any mark on our body. Tattoos. But today, people will put cross on their, on their, on their arm, cross on their legs. 
Don't worry, Olivia. If you've done it before, that's fine. It's not a problem. I'm talking about now those who are aware of it or those who may be thinking about putting a tattoo on a body. It's forbidden. Do you know why? Because when people get used to, to put those tattoos on a body, by the time the Antichrist come and put the mark of the beast on people, it will be nothing. It will be something visible on the right hand on the forehead, like a tattoo. So when people get used to it, to put tattoo on a body, by the time he come in and he say, I want you to put a tattoo, otherwise you can't buy and sell anything. Most of the people would put it because as a matter of fact, tattoo, what is it? They got used to put tattoo and nobody said anything about it. God is very specific. And we need to know the word of God to understand that there are certain things that as believers, we cannot do. The way the word is operating, we cannot do that. And that's what the Holy Spirit said to say today. The other thing, and I speak especially to the young people. Those who like to listen, what's the music that they use? Is it drill or drool or what is it? Drill. That drill music. I call it gangster music. Do you know that everything that you listen and you watch goes through your ears and will go through your eyes and they stay there? And if you keep doing it, you find out that your whole character, persona, everything begins to change and to adapt to what you listen. So there's things that we cannot do it. There's certain things that we've got to be careful. I remember listening to that. I used to love my Tupac music. And then when I became a Christian, the, the swearing and the words and everything start to change. My spirit, Holy Spirit was changing, changing me inside. And he was changing me inside. The things that I was listening, I could not listen anymore. Even when I'm watching a movie today, when there's too much swearing, I just switch off. Because I cannot allow anything to enter in my ear and my eyes. This is how Satan deceived Eve. She looked at it, the tree. She looked at the apple. And then he spoke to her. And she listened. And by the time she was deceived, and she took the apple and gave it to her husband, they both ate it. And that's why we're here today. And not in the Garden of Eden. If it wasn't for them, we would be staying in the garden, enjoying the trees, nature, everything. We were here today. The Lord has spoken to me this morning. And one of the things that he mentioned is that he wants to heal. He wants to heal. No, there's a thing, and I'm sorry about this. There's a thing that, there's a scripture that he gave me this morning, and I have to share the scripture. Luke 4, 18, 19. He said, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recover of sight for the blind to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. As we're entering this time on ministration now, I want us to begin to ask the Lord, to ask the Lord for a word, a prophetic word. 
I don't have the time to share everything I want to share it. But I feel that we need today God to give a word to someone. There are people here that need healing. And God wants to heal them this morning. Not tomorrow, not the day after, this morning.